no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. Indeed. On us. You know what I mean? We may be pre-recording this. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and so and we might be, I don't know. Well, it's always, but, I mean, to be fair, it's a podcast. It's always pre-recorded, you know. Yes, it's not we're not in your living room. No. We're not in your car. No, I'm, we're not in your closet. You. We're not stalking you in any way. No, I don't know what your underwear smells no. like. No. I don't. No, of course. But not. I will say I am thankful that the skies opened up and our Lord returned last mm. night. Oh, what a thankful, wonderful sight to <laughs> see. And now I get to wash Jesus's fucking dirty ass feet. Oh, yeah. All day. And I jerk off with one hand and I'm cleaning them sudsy magic toes okay. on the other hand. All right. Well, I don't know if Jesus needs you to be ejaculating while you wash his feet. I don't think that's part of the deal, but you know what? I think he'll be happy with a good scrub regardless. This fucking egotistical piece of shit wants me to wash his feet. Uh-huh. If I'm going to come while doing it, that's how he fucking gets it. <laughs> okay. This is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kitzel, Henry Zabrowski, Travis Morningstar will also uh, be speaking some words. I'm around. He's around. Yeah. And we I'll got- tell you what, man. 2019 is going to be completely different. Sure, yeah, absolutely, uh, completely different. Um, you know, I you. think it's going to be way different than any year that's ever come before. Definitely uh, different than the last two. Uh, um, I don't think we're going to lose any celebrities this year. Uh-huh. I don't think any natural disasters are going to happen. I right. think we're going to have an easy, calm year. Uh, well, I, I think you're being sarcastic, and that is just fine. I hope you all had a wonderful New Year's Eve. I hope you all had a great holiday season. And we are excited to be back with you in 2019. And we're going to have a great year together no matter what happens we'll strap in and we'll enjoy the ride together my question is do you are you now still like i'm in the mentality um unfortunately i'm in the grandfather mentality that every once in a while like it'll pop into my head being like oh it's gonna be 2020 soon that used to be and when i was a boy that was the future but now it's no no i i totally agree i feel as if i'm a grandfather technology has advanced so fast in such a short period of time. I think all of us have sort of aged at a rapid rate. I mean, if you grew up in like 1830 to 1860, nothing really changed. Nothing really yeah. changed. And now we have to deal with these iPhones with the iPhones. cars that are driving themselves. I mean, but my also. Goodness. Your job before was you didn't just like rent an apartment in 1830 to 1860. You had to go find land and build a house. <laughs> so things were more difficult, uh, obviously, in a whole. Yes. And I really feel like I know that you are very weary of some of the oncoming technological advances. If they're already here. They're gonna, I know, but I know that you're worried about them. But I feel like once they start sucking your dick, uh-huh. you're yeah. going to start changing your mind. I, I think that you're going to turn that frown upside down. Wait till you get that first perfect AI blowjob. When you set it in uh-huh. the settings to the machine of what you need, how you need it to be licked, uh-huh. like how you well, need you it know, to be, for the me, ferocity, the noises it must make, you're going to be uh, like, okay. It, it, right. it cannot be a perfect uh, sexual experience because I like human beings. You know, but so it's immediately have, going down 90 percentage points. You'll have two silicone bags on a, what I imagine it's sort of like a microphone stand hanging above it. Uh-huh. So you can grip onto them while uh-huh. it's sucking you. Okay. You know I mean? like, and, a, like a mountain climber. Would, yeah. What I would recommend, I think especially with the first gen, 
is blindfolds or some kind of like night mask, uh-huh. so you're not seeing it. Sure, sure. Well, it sounds like a bad, um, it sounds like a uh, sort of a sexist polka song. Wait till Boston Dynamics gets their hands on some uh, some sex dolls. I'm never going to oh, have sex with anything man. Boston Dynamics makes. Oh, All right. Man. Well, I'm also of the mind, too. I don't really, I've never used a fleshlight. Really, the no. only people we know that have used a fleshlight is Marcus. And he, I believe it's still on active duty. I don't think no, it's retired, retired from the service it. yet. Is it in retirement? He retired it. Okay. Yes, it did not make it. To the pension years. Very he said that good. Because the pensioner. problem is that if you miss one cleaning of it, oh. that thing's done. Yeah, of course it is. But that's what's fun about a robot is that if you build enough, like, actually correct, like, meat parts to it, which I'm certain we'll get to, they'll be able to spin those DNA chains Have out to not- make that kind of meat stuff. It will, you can come into, like, a meat-like sack that have could you technically not paid- digest it. You have not paid attention to any of my news stories about robots. They, Those are not you, the you're ones gonna put you your, You're going to put your uh, private parts, some of your most sensitive bits, into the control of an AI machine. They are the going to snap is, You thought the movie Teeth was bad, where the woman had teeth in her vagina, uh, shanked off a couple of fingers and a few cocks. That was magic. This is that going, was literally magic. This is going well, to be a thousand a, times worse than that. Kissel. What? It's not just a vacuum, right? You're not sticking it, you're digging into a thing yeah, that's going to suck. And this is true. You're <sighs> going to stick your dick in a thing that it's going to move instead around it, right? Like, wee 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 Yeah, it's going to be like one of those horrible back massagers that only cause more pain. It can, but also, I don't even trust your, I don't trust your hands. I barely trust my own hands. Well, I have very soft hands. It's almost like I've never worked a day in my life. Okay, here we go. Let's do a story. <laughs> um, Let's do this, a story. This story is near and dear to my heart. I do have a connection with the Sasquatch, with the Bigfoot. I feel I might have Bigfoot oh, DNA. <gasps> Uh, I'm going to say, don't give in to these people. No, I don't <laughs> mind it. everybody wants to say that you are Sasquatch. <laughs> well, you're, a big, you're a big lumbering fucking ape beast. But you're not. You're a man, Kissel. No, I know. As a matter of fact, we had uh, the woman who interviewed us in Chicago. She just messaged me regarding my beard on Instagram saying, how does it grow so fast? I'm going to say Sasquatch blood. I got a fast growing beard. I'm not as hairy as you are, Henry. But when it comes to facial hair, I can really get that. That's shooting out pretty quick. So this happened in Montana. Shots fired at a Montana man mistaken for Bigfoot. This is possibly <laughs> how I'm going to die. So a, Mon- uh, a Montana man had a bizarre brush with death over the weekend when he caught the attention of a trigger-happy hunter. I'm going to say killer. A trigger-happy killer a murderer. Um, yes. who thought he was indeed a Bigfoot. The unnamed Helena resident or Helena resident reportedly phoned police yesterday to alert them to the strange incident which happened while he was getting ready to do some target shooting on uh, this about two Sundays ago. Much to his surprise, the man said, his afternoon of fun took a frightening turn when he suddenly realized that he was being shot at and quickly ducked for cover. Now, this guy, I'm just going to say, he is not following Hunter's safety. Not following Hunter's safety. You need to wear an orange sash. I've heard. Of course. A sash. It's really good to wear like a sparkly dress. Dress when you're out there because the sequins will pick up all the light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then you look like a genie mm-hmm. out in the forest. Um, but what I like about this guy is that he didn't even bother to, to report the shooting that day. He waited till the next day because he said he didn't think it was a big enough deal to warn an immediate <laughs> call to the cops. Well, that's Montana. And then, 
because he basically said he didn't want to press any charges as well. He just wanted maybe cops to go out and find hunters and give them a a stern lecture about gun safety. (laughs) I love Montana. So this dude, so the bullets were flying all around him. He emerged from his hiding place and managed to speak to the dude who was shooting at him. Uh, It was not Dick Cheney. Oh, my God. Vice. I can't believe they're making a funny movie about Dick Cheney. So he talked to the dude who shot at him, and according to the shooter, he opened fire because, quote, he thought he was a Bigfoot. And the would-be Sasquatch Slayer said he came to this conclusion in large part due to the fact that the man was not wearing any orange, as Henry alluded to, apparently the lack of protective gear, and the man's bipedal nature, which is very bizarre, was yes, enough yes, to convince it's like, the shooter. Because oh, so he was walking on two feet, yes, he's Bigfoot. Exactly. That was enough, because the guy wasn't wearing orange, and he walked on two feet. That was enough to convince the, the hunter that he was uh, going to have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to shoot a Bigfoot, but I'm going to say this, and I want your thoughts on it. What does that say about human nature? Let's say this I guy think- is a Bigfoot, and now immediately this dude's like, better kill it. Why do you got to shoot a Bigfoot? <laughs> Throw out some steaks, um, get him some old trapper jerky, try to entice the Bigfoot. Maybe he likes Corona. I side with you, and it's mostly because there's a, but there is a massive debate within the Bigfoot community because they talk, this is, a, this is a hot topic in okay. that world. Uh, people believe, there are camps that believe that you kill the Bigfoot in order to study it for science, and there are camps that believe the whole point is to observe the Bigfoot so we could learn about it and then we step away from it and it's and you have two fronts of it right because right. you have one on one side the hunter the pro hunting side says this is a possible dangerous animal we also need, we need to figure it out how is it dangerous is, is there one report of a Bigfoot killing there's been a lot of reports of Bigfoot I'm going to say forced sex, <laughs> so I, that's but the, mostly that's those are written you, down. Yes, yes, they, yes, these are created. They seem to be more like fantasies. Uh-huh. Um, so there's that part of it, and I mostly just think it's men kind of um, exerting a sort of pre-cuck rage about yes. the Bigfoot. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's almost being like they want to kill the Bigfoot just because they know just how thick the Bigfoot's cock is and how much more it could better pleasure their own wives. Well, we don't and know. And they think about it. They I've, think about it. I think this is also uh, it's a display of the sad state of cryptid knowledge. Mm. Actually, in Portland, Maine, the Museum of Cryptozoology is going under currently because they're experiencing... Um, the lowest admission they've ever had in their history. It's very sad because I thought thing cryptids are on the way up, but no, yeah. the problem is that interest in cryptids are on the way up. But, the, but paying for content on cryptids, it's on its way down. No way. The Cryptozoology Museum, if there's more interest in, in Bigfoot or cryptids in general, you think they, that that would be a side effect, that they would see an increase in business and an increase in revenue. They are currently seeking help to fund the museum. Well, honestly, they, man, I think people, I might we should them. reach out. We should help them, yes, first of all. I would love to. I mean, I mean, I think that those museums, you know, you get just the right amount of vape. You got your little vape weed. Yep. You go into a museum like that. We actually had a fun time. I believe it was in Portland. Portland. At one of those oddity museums. It was just in the back of a store. It's super stupid, mm-hmm. um, but it is so But it's so fun. much fun. Yeah. It, reminds it helps me, expand your mind. It's fun to see the examples of cryptids. Yeah. Uh, but I actually wonder. I, I feel like people... 
uh, might protesteth too much <laughs> about how much they love cryptids if they don't want to go out and they don't want to support them. Absolutely. We have found, you know, like, it's sometimes the cryptid episodes are not as popular. No way. But there's the pro side of not hunting the Bigfoot. Well, now, this is the side that I'm on. Because if you have, if you have a Bigfoot, if you can get a Bigfoot, uh, now, how do you? The, now, the issue here is, I suppose, how do you get it alive? How do you capture a Bigfoot alive? This is a part of the. Our, we have to be correct about what is the essential nature of the Bigfoot. Right? Is it in fact a primate? Mm-hmm. Right? We don't know. No. Nope. Is it a primate? Is it an actual physical creature? Or, as many people do believe, is it at some form of ascended, some form of uh, highly elevated right. uh special creature it's some kind of uh it's been anointed yes it is it's special and it may actually be some kind of either or is it a time traveler is Who it knows? some kind of interdimensional being now we I've, don't know i've also we heard, could learn from it absolutely. if we could figure out how to bridge the communication gap i've also heard some theories it's like a missing link type character that would explain evolution further all i know is so maybe a dark gun <laughs> uh, maybe you got a dark get, gun. Maybe a dark gun. Um, I'm not sure if we have um, cartoon bear rules. I don't know if it likes sandwiches or a series of other Yogi the Bear type treats. But maybe oh. go with that again. Put- All I know is is that if you're going to start feeding it, expect it to keep showing up. Absolutely. Which I think you have to then be afraid of again, because if your wife's out there hanging out the laundry, well, I and she just so happens to see the expansive gate of the Bigfoot and how big his hands are, according to his feet, and I'm certain how massive his dong is going to yeah, be just hanging be out there. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like a bear's, uh, you know, dangler, and no woman wants it. I mean, not every woman is there's like Jane a lid. Goodall. There's a lid for every pot. Yeah, I'm sure there are some women. Uh, as Henry has read the erotica written by women that have certainly There's thought about this. There's a spoon for every soup. Well, that is extremely true. Because <laughs> sometimes you really just got to get a big old spoon to scrape at the bottom of that soup. Absolutely. But think about how much how much pro Bigfoot or like gentle Bigfoot imagery is out there versus anti Bigfoot. Oh, it's all pro Bigfoot. It's all Is pro- it? I mean, the last one I saw was Harry and the Hendersons. But, you know, like well, I, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and a lot of the museums and little um, hmm. shops and stuff that had Bigfoot stuff, there would always be like an overturned car or a smashed dumpster to sort of say like Bigfoot was here. And not- That's fun, though. It's fun to see. That is because the overturned car was, uh, it belonged to a well-known pedophile in town. He was attempting <laughs> to escape justice uh, as law enforcement finally caught up to him and realized he indeed was committing all of these horrendous, uh, uh, horrible crimes. He just, he beat law enforcement because he had a really cool Trans Am. And then Bigfoot said, no, sir, you're going to stop terrorizing the children of this town. I'm going to Sasquatch all over your ass. Can you imagine how fun a show would be called Bigfoot Pedophile Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> and you do like the same thing where you do to catch a predator and you took the whole thing where you have the bait girl call the right. guy and he shows up to have sex with a child and then all of a sudden it's just fucking Bigfoot comes out and rips his arms off. <laughs> we just I want to see that shit. We just have to teach Bigfoot to say the sentence, do you want any cookies? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do I have any of these cookies? Well, uh, you- wait a second. You, um... You sound pretty gruff for a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. 
people say I'm mature <laughs> for my age. All right. Well, speaking of 12-year-old boys, um, perhaps you loved this band when you were 12 years old, as of course I did. This next story is um, all about, or it's about a member of the band, Cannibal Corpse. Honestly, how appropriate is this story? I love this story. I, I feel like in all of our lives, it's important to shoot for an arc. Uh, absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? Like, where where do you see? Do you see yourself, like, maybe out in the hills of Wyoming or the Carolinas and joining, enjoying yourself? I could Snipping on Brandy. I think I'm going to do something like, okay, now let's take politics out of this. I want a mix of Hunter S. Thompson and Ted Nugent. I yeah. think I want to start, but I don't trust myself yet with extreme firearms. But I think once I sober up and I'm 50 and I just need to do something to feel any kind of rush because I'm any con- rush, any rush, because I'm constantly going to say, I remember when I could drink in the times Henry had to drag me through the snow in Philadelphia. <laughs> I was filled. Bam, bam. <laughs> Fuck you, clouds. <laughs> That's I, what I would um, love to do. I'm going for a solid mix of Jeff Goldblum. Alan Moore, Ooh. and unfortunately, after my years of protesting, it's starting to turn into, I'm starting to become a pro Guy Fieri. Yeah, Fieri, well, you're still not saying the name right, though, Guy Fieri. I will not. Okay. I will not give him the Italian lilt, but I will <laughs> give him the benefit of the doubt that he has not touched anyone against their consent. Absolutely not. He is amazing, and you can't sneak up on him because he's got his uh, sunglasses on the back of his head. On the I back of him. his head. He's well. He's definitely safe from tigers. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So back here, Cannibal Corpse guitarist had fifty shotguns, ten semi-automatic <laughs> rifles, and twenty handguns at his rental home before his arrest. Newly released court documents show that Cannibal Corpse guitarist Patrick Pat, short for Patrick uh-huh. O'Brien, he made strange phone calls to his parents the day of his arrest, warning about the quote-unquote rapture and telling them quote-unquote aliens have landed. Awesome. O'Brien has was arrested on December 10th on charges of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer and burglary of an occupied dwelling with assault. Uh, deputies say he burglarized a house and charged at a deputy with a knife. Right. So O'Brien, now- al- yes, but o- o- O'Brien allegedly broke into a Northdale, Florida home on December 10th and shouted that the rapture is coming before pushing a woman to the ground. He ran towards a responding deputy with a knife. Um, and according to the Tampa Bay Times, fire marshals found a large cachet of weapons at his home. Yep. Now, the interesting thing is he has so many guns. Those are expensive. I'm surprised he's still renting. Cannibal Corpse makes good money. I'm just going to say, maybe buy the house first, and then you can start hoarding all the guns. It's kind of sad to hoard in a rental. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I think so, too. I think you should should own some land before you have over two guns. Absolutely. So this dude, O'Brien, Pat O'Brien. Well, he set fire to his uh, own house afterwards. He set explosives to his house. He is very deeply involved in what seems to be the prepper community. Yes, he seems to be one of the worst preppers of all time because he burnt down his own home, which I don't mm-hmm. think is in their rule book. Evidently, uh, straight out of Elon Musk's um, uh, holiday guide, he had a flamethrower in his house, a military-style flamethrower uh, in his yep. home, So, which is, by the way, just... One of those fascinating things in this country, part of me loves, of course, a part of me hates when it comes to mass tragedies, and we're going to get to um, Nicholas Cruz, that horrendous story a little bit later on here in the episode, of course, the Parkland shooter. But if you can just go into a store and be like, I am the guitarist for Cannibal Corpse, <laughs> and I would like to purchase five of your greatest AR-15s and a flamethrower, you think that that would be like, 
What was that band again? <laughs> no, no. I feel like if I was the owner of a gun shop who could also sell a flamethrower, I would probably already know Cannibal Corpse, and I would be like, yeah, fucking dude, <laughs> the end so, has come for real. You know, I'm like, right. that would be, that's the problem is that it's too metal to not be excited. That's very true. So, because uh, I will say the new, because a real, have you seen the Elon Musk fire? Uh, the the flame Elon Musk flamethrower. I saw it. It's yeah. pussy. Yeah, yeah. It's pussy. Well, it's, it's not, not good. There's, it can definitely, as we saw on uh, uh, a video that I played on last stream on the left, it's very easy for Christmas trees. I know those are not out. Of, those are now out of your homes, but it can definitely light up some uh, shrubbery. That's for sure. I mean, honestly, you can use it to uh, flambe a brulee if you want. Yeah. You can use some of that. You can caramelize some sugar with it, but a real fucking military grade flame flower, that's how you cause some fucking chaos. That's very So I'm, I'm into this. So, I'm into all that part of it. So as Henry said, this dude, Pat O'Brien, he had a knife. He's like, the the end is near, everybody. And they're like, yeah, for you, the you're probably going to go to prison. And he got, I'm going to say, extremely lucky. And this is like, people might want to say, oh, this is about race. I think this is about rock star privilege. Um, now, I don't know if the officers Knew what? that he was in Cannibal Corpse, but I think they looked at him and they looked at his fingers and they're like, "That dude can probably shred. We better <laughs> take it easy on him because when you're running at a deputy with a knife in your right hand, which is, I think, I believe he is right-handed, um, the fact that they didn't shoot him in the head is incredible. The fact they just, just tased him." Is a testament to uh, them being a little bit more laid back than they are. I in think other they're situations. trying. I think they're trying. And him screaming, being like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. And all these guys understanding <laughs> that that is Pat O'Brien from Cannibal Corpse. It seems to be he was known in the area. I think these deputies knew who he was. Okay. He seems to have been pretty heavily uh, advertised as a man that was waiting for the end times. Well, I will say this. I, 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 Number one, first of all, the rapture isn't real. It was never actually described in the Bible. That's the one thing I've been learning recently watching documentaries about the rapture. It was created by modern-day evangelicals right. for political purposes. Yeah. But you don't need to warn people that the rapture is coming because if it was real, it would just happen. It would just and happen. people would just disappear. But I understand that the first rapture is supposed to be... The sign. That's the first sign of the kickoff to the the times of tribulation, which we just learned from our episode for the book of Revelation. So we know that he is kind of prepping himself for the end times. He's going to have to fight out his way out of the seven years of tribulation. But I feel like he doesn't understand that he really could have flipped this into some sort of cult situation for himself. He really could have positioned himself in a way where this could have been very advantageous to him and to to their new leg because they're joining Slayer on the North American leg of their farewell tour. That's right. Cannibal Court will be able to watch them live. They will be on stage, and of course, Slayer will be headlining this event. I would love to go to this, by the way. It's so sad to think of a Slayer farewell tour. Um, Everyone that we knew as children are now elderly men, um, and they are saying goodbye, uh, which is quite sad. But oh no! I'm about to do the Iron Maiden. Though. I have a question. I'm going to do the Iron Maiden farewell tour this year too. Oh my! They're, they're all... also going away. Good lord! I have a question though. 
Now, he had, what did we say, about 20 guns in this house? I would assume he's 50. also... 50. No, guns. he had way more than that. <laughs> he had 50 shotguns, 10 semi-automatic <laughs> oh rifles, God. and 20 handguns. All right, it's the so rapture, baby. That is the rapture yeah, baby. in many ways. Good Lord, what a fun basement to be in while stoned. <laughs> Do you think um, he thought the ask, rapture though. maybe happened because he was like, the UPS guy was coming to drop off a package, and he went to the bathroom, and he came out, and the package was just there without him signing for it? And he's like, you fucking disappeared. <laughs> Because I knew how innocent and pure my UPS driver was. <laughs> Maybe delivering him another gun. Um, but I got a question. So obviously he's got a lot of ammunition in the house, without a doubt. This dude isn't just having guns for props. This seems like a serious guy. You light the house ablaze. Now, does this just go up like a microwave popcorn bag? Just do bullets start flying everywhere in the heat? It seems like know. the most dangerous house I have ever heard catch on fire. Because that would just start going wouldn't, – wouldn't they basically explode all of the bullets? I am not – and I'm going to say this explicitly. I am not a forensics expert. <laughs> You're not. Okay. But I think the fire w- would not be able to get hot enough. I think. <laughs> because I, I don't well, know me, for a fact, all I right. think. Well, DM me um, on, at Ben Kissel 1 – can fire take bullets uh, or can fire um, make bullets go off? I've seen cartoons where it happens, and certainly it's been happening or it has happened in films. If you had a Christmas tree, maybe. 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 But I will say, f- always send stories and ideas and comments to side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com, because I love the influx of emails we got about other people with shit incidents since oh your story God. about the smooth move tea. Um, I felt great because I wasn't alone. <laughs> I felt like it was the the living, I was living the song, You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson. (laughs) I felt so validated. I'm like, not everyone. I'm not the only moron who's like, smooth move. Sounds great. Um, Okay. Um, Well, no, so let me go a little bit deeper to the story. So they thought that he was hallucinating because when the cops had him chained up, they said somebody was after, he kept saying that someone's after me, man. Someone's fucking after me, dude. Um, And it turned out at his first appearance, they put him in a suicide an anti-suicide vest, which is a thing where they chains your your hands up to your chest and down to your feet so it wouldn't do anything. And it apparently he was not on drugs because they said that he'd have to pass a drug test before he was even allowed to post bail. Okay. And it turns out he was clean and they got him out. Man, that is So this scarier. is sober. It's scarier than when or it's scarier uh that he's sober than if he was on drugs. It reminds me of the Miami zombie case where that dude went and ate the homeless man's face. Everyone said he had to be on crocodile or some different hallucinogen, and it turns out the toxicology report came back. He was also sober. So it's it's strange when the brain just breaks and you go crazy legitimately. I'm not trying to malign you, Travis, but the sober community is very frightening. <laughs> you know, because I, they're always on the edge. They're always on the edge about popping off. You know, that's why I went skydiving? It's why I watched The Sopranos over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Like my brain is frying. <laughs> All right. So the wife of Cannibal Corpse drummer Paul Mazurkowitz started a crowdfunding campaign. She wrote. Pat's a stand-up guy, true to his friends, family, and band. And also, Pat doesn't have insurance, and he lost everything that he owns. 
in the fire that he started. Well, you know, I, I don't but know. But I do love, and the fan reaction in the comments to this article is pretty pretty great. And one is the one, my favorite one, be like, I know a lot of people waiting for Corpse to make an official statement on this, but I bet they won't. I bet they've taken the higher road here and decided to publicly <laughs> say nothing. Indirectly, they have issued support for him via the crowdfunding campaign, which was started by the drummer's wife, but that's it. But I bet it's all we'll get. <laughs> oh, man, I love it, though. That's great. Uh, give him a little bit of money. He doesn't have insurance. And when you burn your own, when you burn your own house down with a military-style flamethrower, you, you, you should get a break. You should get a little bit of a break. Also, this comment, fuck yeah, Pat, I can see you going apeshit with scenes of filth, making the speakers bleed. See, here's the problem. If America ever was attacked, men like this are the ones who you'll be begging for protection. So don't judge everyone well, based on being paranoid. Hell, look where this country's headed. Hell, I'm paranoid. My damn self. Keep, picking, <laughs> keep kicking ass and taking no shit, brother. But he broke into somebody's house and That's he burnt true. down his own. It doesn't, really, I don't know really, if this really guy needs to be on the front line of the war against an authoritarian regime, but who knows? I mean, honestly, I will say I would much rather have him on my side yes. than not on my side. Absolutely. And, I, and in that way, I support him. Absolutely. Pure selfishness. All right. Well, this story is a, well, a little bit more lighthearted, although I guess in the last story, no one got hurt. A man is accused, uh, this is in Virginia, in northern Virginia, a man is accused of rubbing produce on his butt at a Northern Virginia <laughs> grocery store. Uh, a man was arrested at a Northern Virginia grocery store after allegedly dropping his pants and rubbing produce on his ass. Please I tell you what, a good one, make sure your fruit's ripe as if you make it smell ripe. And straight out of some, like, I don't even know, the, the name of this grocery store to me is just comical. It, it, uh, he was rubbing his butt on produce at Giant Food Grocery. Um, so it's just, I guess everything is bigger. I don't know. I've never heard of giant food grocery in my life. Um, but he was arrested after a witness reported seeing a man picking fruit off of the shelf, I would assume large fruit, rubbing it on his butt, and then putting the fruit back on the right. shelf. Okay. And if you see no. this guy, the, the name of the dude is Michael Dwayne Johnson, not to be confused with The Rock. The Rock. He's, <laughs> not to be confused with The Rock. <laughs> he's 27. And you look at a picture of him, he look, he's like a relative put together guys a handsome dude and i don't know it's just a picture <laughs> it's just a picture it is, it's not a picture of his accounting license now, this is, <laughs> yes now i gotta ask the question though because of what he's charged with how bad or rough is his butt because he was charged with quote destruction of property and Jesus indecent Christ. exposure i don't know if rubbing your butt on fruit is necessarily destruction of property. That seems a little bit cannibal corpse burning your own home down. That's a little destruction of property. This is just rubbing your butt in a mango. It didn't destroy the damn thing. Wash it off and resell it. I don't know. Because they said they had to rem they had to destroy two pallets of fruit. Yes, the giant. Because they're afraid of contamination, which the, is insane, the giant, first of all. Yeah, the giant store uh, had to destroy several pallets in fear of contamination. But you know, man, this is the thing. But I got to say this about fruit at the grocery store. 
If you think this guy rubbing his butt is the worst thing ever, I have seen people sneeze. I have seen kids lick and grope. I have seen the most disgusting things happen in the produce section. You got to wash your vegetables. You got to watch your fruit. That's all I'm going to say. Wash it up. Wash I don't think your fruit to begin with. I have seen people right? paw. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend, Brooke, Just do it. she was hilarious. When she we were at um, Whole Foods, she grabs a loaf of bread, and maybe she's going to kill me for telling this story. She grabs a loaf of bread, slams it into her face, into Why? her nose to smell it, and then puts it back. No, I said, no, you can't just. No, but I saw. No. But she's like, that's normal. And I saw another person immediately doing the same thing. Everyone's no. sniffing on the bread. Stop. They're pawing at it. It's disgusting. I, I don't you trust anything that's it. not wrapped. You can smell it. All right, but again, remember, wash your fruit. But you just always be, honestly, you should always be washing your hands, too. But you should be washing people, your hands. You see people at these grocery stores, they don't let dogs in. They should because they're cleaner than the folks that walk through those dang aisles. Whoa, But Kissel. I'm saying it. But I have seen people Whoa. grab at this stuff, and they look like, you know, they look like the, the hands of the tall bandit from Home Alone <laughs> of the wet bandits. <laughs> they're disgusting. <laughs> You know what it is, too? It's like I always remind me of the story when I was on the subway and I saw a man with pink eye rub oh. his face <laughs> and then grab a hold of the subway pole. Oh. Like that's a feel that always haunts me. Oh, and yeah. You just just take care. I mean, a- don't be like, we're, we're not in the Garden of Eden, folks. No. I hate to fucking burst your bubble. We're not no. here in the Elysian Fields. No. This is a came this is a key foods in the middle of New York City or Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. It is not going to be clean. I still vomit in my mouth when I think about grabbing the subway pole, which I did do that had a lot of saliva and a full loogie on it. And uh, I I want to move out of New uh, York City. Every well, time that happens, it really takes off ten years of me living in this city. You know what also makes me very upset just with the news reporter here and no one ever asks the question because no one ever like because we're never on the scene for these things did he just rub the fruit on his butt right because technically if it's just on your butt cheek right that's not that it is bad it's bad yeah but it's not that bad it's not a, it's just as bad as your hands picking up honestly unless it's so. fully covered in shit yes i certainly but, don't think it's or did he rub it on his asshole well how would you even get let's say you're grabbing an orange how would you even be able to, because you got the one hand is obviously holding the orange. The second one would have to peel open the cheek, no. and then you would have to you insert it. it. I don't How think it's possible. How fucking big are your fucking flaps, dude? <laughs> well, you, gotta, you really you, have to pull it all the no, way you, back like a cabinet door to get in there? Henry, you don't have a butt. <laughs> your butthole is on the chair right now. That is not normal. <laughs> but you could still nudge it in there to get up close to your b-hole. It's not like a six-inch deep process. It's not like hey, you're opening up a seal. Maybe if it was a strawberry. You could do that, but if you got yourself a bigger cantaloupe, you could put a lime and you could rub a lime directly on your asshole. All right, all right. Nonetheless, the man has been charged (laughs) again: indecent exposure, destruction of property. He's probably going to do more jail time uh, than the uh, guitarist for Cannibal Corpse. But don't most people also most most fruit got peels? Yes. Well, oh, honestly, this kind of changes the story a little bit. Just to kind of put a little uh, button on this, Johnson again. That's the man who rubbed the fruit on his butt. Was with another person at the grocery store who was not charged. So I think we have a situation where, as guys will do sometimes, trying to get a laugh from a friend, he went there. Maybe it was <laughs> one of these. Possible. Maybe it was a little bit of a dare. Or you know when you do a middle of like a thing where you you're in the kind of in the middle of a fight 
with your significant other. And it kind of goes too far where you're doing stuff being like, Oh, you think I don't like fucking limes? You don't think I'll fucking limes? I'll shove one up my fucking ass. But, you know, because the show, the, it's obviously a fight about something else. And so now you're in the middle of a ranting fight where your pants are down and you're rubbing fucking limes in your asshole. To but it's more like. our masculine point that makes no sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, a screenshot like, er, you may be wondering, how did I get myself in the middle of this? You know, like, all of a sudden you're in jail. Oh, sounds like a great deleted scene from Veggie Tales. Um, let's see if that happened. All Ugh. right. Well, let's move on here. Now, this next story, uh, this one, honestly, I, I think that I can speak for both of us. It kind of, well, I don't know. It pisses me off. This this story it, pisses me off. Um, I it, would say it deeply saddens me about the state of humankind. Yes. So this one, and we'll we'll discuss this. Uh, it crazed girls, and I think the girls—they're uh, actually sort of maligning teenage girls, which of course are participating in this. But if you read a lot of different stories about the story we're about to talk about, middle-aged men are also sending letters to the Parkland school shooter, uh, this monster, this creep, Nicholas Cruz. He's been getting a assload of fan mail, and this is just one of those stories that it fascinates me that this man is a celebrity in the minds of thousands of young people and, of course, some middle-aged men. I will so conversely blame Facebook because this came mm. out of a fan page of Facebook. Now, I'm not saying that it's, you know, people have to be there to make the thing, so obviously it's the people's fault. But just, like, the fact that, like, see that Facebook sort of subconsciously encourages this kind of behavior because it's these they start to believe that they are a subgroup or they are a fan group. They start there's Ugh. a there's a part of the all inclusiveness of anybody's allowed to like anything that kind of spills into a psychotic point where they almost believe like there's but, the one statement of one girl being like, I reserve the right to love you, Nicholas Ugh. where they act as if it's an expression of their First Amendment right. In many ways, it is. In many ways, yes, you of course, you could send these things. But also, there's no, uh, seems to be kind of a check onto what exactly it is okay. that you're expressing. So I have a question now. Uh, what do you do? Because I know Marcus used to have pictures of Ted Bundy in a binder when he was growing up. A little creepy. Oh, I did the same thing, yeah. And, but, you know, true crime phenomenon is one thing. But I got a question. When you walk into your teenage daughter's room, now when I was growing up, they had Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and maybe uh, 98 Degrees, which is a really nice temperature, as a matter of fact. They are um, all 45 years <laughs> old. They're all 45 now, and I'm 37, so that makes about uh, you know reasonable sense. But when you walk into your teenage daughter's room, and it's nothing but pictures of Parkland shooter Nicholas Cruz, who <laughs> now this next statement does not matter. I'm just going to say, though, he's not even close to handsome. He's not even handsome. Uh, he's hideously unattractive. Um, what do you do? When your daughter is in love with a mass shooter, how do you, you even send her, let her to start a dating? goddamn boarding school? <laughs> That's what you do: is you fucking pack her into a van and you send her upstate and be like, "You'll come back when you're normal." No, I probably at this point we will just we will have asked for it because of the nature of our careers. But there's a difference this- between being fascinated by true crime and mailing love letters to a to a serial murderer. Well, stuff like this, this Facebook post, just the tenor of this. 
Hey everyone, I want you all to know that Nicholas knows about us and he had the biggest smile on his face when he was told that we all support him. He's not receiving mail yet, but it's all being kept safe, ready for when he's allowed to read it all. He's okay. Keep the letters coming because he can't wait to finally get them. Oh, again, this man murdered 17 kids. Uh, please, this is absolutely crazy. And I'm for, I forgot, of course, Ted Bundy was one of the first serial killers to really get a lot of female attention specifically because he was one of the more handsome serial killers because otherwise they all just kind of look like sloth from the Goonies. They were called Bundy Files, and they began yes. sending... Uh, bags and bags of mail to Ted Bundy. Of course, serial rapist, murderer, one of the worst human beings on the face of the planet to ever exist. And now Nicholas Cruz, I guess he's getting the Bundy file treatment. Well, you know what it is? I mean, people are always going to be in love with bad boys in a way. Yeah, but this you is know, it's kind yeah. of a part of the idea. But this is different. You know right. I mean, this is very different, but it's, I understand, in many ways, I understand that because people have been in love with these kind, kinds of figures for a really long time. It goes back to even the old West, like kind of the, the people talking about the old gunfighters and all that kind of stuff. There have always been these kind of enclaves of this. Right. So it's just very, uh, we're just in a world where we can see all of it now. That's that true. used to be very personal it's weird how it's flipped to the public exploration of it. I can almost understand you being a little strange and wanting to reach out to somebody else that you think is very strange and could quote-unquote understand you. But So you send a private letter to this person and then you get a response. So that's where the bunny files kind of make sense and the people where the person is no longer reachable make sense. But now with something like this where you go and sure. you can publicly group together and praise this person. Right. So it's, it's a very bizarre sense of community, I guess. Um, it's community. If, if you watch his uh, videos, the videos he put up before he shot up this school, obviously totally horrific, he is such a jackass. He sounds yes. horrible. He sounds like such a little bitch. He's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to shoot up to school. I'm going to be famous. And it's like, I don't get the sexual attraction. One woman wrote, or one girl, she's 18 years old. This is what, this is what she wrote. She says, I'm 18 years old. I'm a senior in high school. When I saw your picture on the television, something attracted me to you. The letter was mailed from Texas and tucked inside in an envelope covered with a hand-drawn hearts and happy faces. Uh, the letter says, your eyes are beautiful and the freckles on your face make you so handsome she goes on to describe herself as white with big brown eyes she says quote i'm really skinny and have 34 c-sized breasts she Whoa. ends the letter with three preschool rated jokes about gummy bears and peanut butter um this woman might need to be um you know, in, in, in special classes. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it does not seem yes. like these people are 100% all there. And then there's another card. It was a, a card with a picture of a monkey hanging from a tree, and it just says simply, hang in there. Hang in oh, there. Oh, that's nice. We, it's weird, right? Because there's a part of There's another letter here that says something along the lines of, I know that maybe you need something to talk. You know, like, hey, Nick, this is not hate mail, nor is it a fan letter. I can only imagine what went through your mind that day, but I'm guessing you've had time to rethink your actions. I hope so. Ugh. You effed up big time, and I bet you know that. I just want you to know that there's at least one person out here who doesn't want to kill you. You're in a tough spot, Nick, and that is something I know because I've been there myself. You killed 17 people? Did this? No, they just thought about it. Oh, they just fucking thought about it. 
You know, so if you need someone, I, something I can mail to you, ask. If you need to talk, I'll listen. Well, they are paying his commissary, which is, of course, all of the food that you can get, all the bonus food. Uh, it's expensive. They are in prison. They jack up the prices a little bit. So they're paying for his food. Um, they're really taking care of this guy. A lot of the pictures include shots of cleavage. Another picture was of a skimpy of a gal in a skimpy bikini eating a popsicle and a tight shot of her backside as she bent over. Another girl sent photos with Hello Kitty Snapchat filters. Um, I just, I you know, it's hey. one, this is one of those. This is one of those that's. A, I'm going to call it a head scratcher. I it's a head scratcher. Isn't this adoration of someone like Nicholas Cruz? It's just like a rejection of the status quo. It's like you were doing the interview with Dr. Uh, Laycock, raising a kid in a sa- like in under Satanism. They become Christian sometimes. Like yes, the the sure. big the big boogeyman of our modern age is the school shooter and is sure. the is the psychopath that pops off. And I think in the eighties, maybe it was more of a Bundy, like the the serial killer thing. Yeah. And so and I think seems- this is an icon of just rejection of the status quo. Yeah, and of course, yes. I think his age had a lot to do with it. Stephen Paddock, of course, the Las Vegas shooter, had he lived, well, be, I don't think he would have gotten too much fan mail. But but that's the truth, right? That's a part of it. Is that because he is a relatively young man, it looks sort of like, if you look at pictures of Justin Bieber right now, he looks like a fucking gutter rat. You know what I mean? That's the look. <laughs> that's like the look that they want oh, now. They like, they, they like that kind of scrubby. People like that because that's a bad boy. He's the kid from the other side of the tracks. You know what I mean? So people are into it. There's a, they, they uh, so it's it's interesting where they think they are rejecting quote unquote normie society but actually they're fitting right in right they're fitting in, right course. into the their that that 15% of humankind has to exist because it always has right. and so they are uh they just kind of keep that I mean, you know, cycle going a bad boy james dean he was a bad James boy. He Dean. drove a little fast. And maybe he had a little bit of alcohol uh, in his system while driving a little fast. Sure, okay. Sh- shooting 17 people. That's just a douchebag. According to public defender Howard Finkelstein, uh, that reminds me of, uh, of Ace Ventura. Finkel. Finkelstein. Uh, oh, look at that. Little footballs. Uh, uh, there's a pile. There's piles of letters. This is according again to public defender Howard Finkelstein. He says, "In my 40 years as a public defender, I've never seen this many letters to a defendant. Everyone now and then gets a few, but nothing like this. Again, not all of the letters are from women. One card with a cat on the front of it is from a New York man sporting a bushy gray mustache. He enclosed photos of himself behind the wheel of his white." 1992 Nissan convertible. So I'm, gonna say this. I'm just going to say this. A little bit uh, of a brag. When it comes to Nicholas Cruz getting uh, the mail, which he currently does not get, he is not allowed to receive it yet, but he will at some point. I'm going to say this dude in New York who's sporting a bushy gray mustache uh, and who has the picture of himself in a 1992 Nissan convertible, he's going to be thrown in the trash. Yes. Just immediately. Yes. This guy is I kind of want to send him a picture just of my asshole and make him open it up. <laughs> With a mango in it? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Anyway. Like a good chopper. Um, this is great. 2019 certain great. Absolutely wonderful. Fascinating stuff here. And of course, uh, anyway, I, just, I think it's always a good conversation to have the, the love oh, affair of these monsters. It's good to check in. Yes. Oh. You know, and just think about where are we at? How big of a fan are we of this? Ugh, of these people. Um, uh, so, guys, 
uh, buy our special. Yeah. It is live. We're gonna put. We're gonna do a little commercial, and we're gonna tell you the the address is gonna go up there. You're gonna love it. We worked very hard on it, and I hope you enjoy it. And finally, the the first story of 2019 in Karma News: A Texas man is dead after police said he tried to break into a donation bin. Officials said the body was found at a shopping center sta- uh, station. Uh, this is before Christmas. They said a woman walking her dog found him and called police. Officers believe the man was trying to get inside the donation bin when he got stuck. The weight of his body then pulled down the lever and he suffocated. So don't steal from donation bins and uh, be the opposite of that guy. (laughs) Don't be a fucking asshole and steal from a donation bin. That's it. Sometimes you die in there. That's my, that my new year's resolution. Give more, steal less. That, that should be all of our uh, new year's resolution. Yeah. Steal less. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. We cannot wait to spend 2019 with you. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. And if you have ever any stories, you want us to talk about it, we find a lot of this information. People send us all the time. People send us stories all the time, and it's wonderful. Email us at sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com. All right. Hail Satan. Magoostalations. Magoostalations. Hail me. Hey, what's up, everyone? The boys from last podcast on the left here telling you about our new special. We filmed it in Chicago, and it was absolutely a wonderful experience. And you can buy it now for $6.66 if you just go to lastpodcastlive.com. That's it, buddy. Help hail him in the year of 2019. Watch our our bodies jiggle upon the stage, (laughs) and you hopefully laugh with delight. Yeah, this is a a recording of one of our live performances. So if you've never seen us live and you've always wanted to, uh, this is uh, your opportunity opportunity everybody can see us live now and next year we will have a whole new show so you will not be seeing what you see on this live show again that's it you're watching something that will never happen again yeah thank you all so much for your support this past year 2018 was absolutely incredible and we are excited uh, to bring you a new show in 2019 again last podcast live.com that's last podcast live.com Go out there, buy it for $6.66, and don't forget, hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Again.